just like that the 2023 disc golf pro tour season has come to an end uh, again in the grand finale nevin park did not disappoint in the tour championship uh, it was a good one this past weekend welcome back to another episode of putt stuff as always i'm your host devin primrose joined by my good buddies pete and dalen he has risen from the dead he's back or maybe we're joined by his ghost what's going on fellas is it a ghost i'm scared of ghosts no i just lied about being dead last time oh you told me I downloaded a Ouija board app and everything. So we got a damn liar in our midst. Oh my god. Fucker. I don't even play disc golf. Oh my now, god. <laughs> now that makes me wonder who you were communicating with on the Ouija board app. I don't know, but whoever that was gets to win for Ricky winning and not Dalen. So that sounds fair to me. I like yeah. that. It was me. I was astral projecting. <laughs> Oh, so now it was you. Huh? I don't know, man. I don't. I don't think we can count the win. We're like, we're not a hundred percent sure it was you. Yeah, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well, did y'all get to watch any of the tour championship this past weekend? I watched a bit uh, on Thursday and Friday this weekend. My brother was in town, so we were doing a bunch of stuff with him. Yeah. Um. I got to watch the first two rounds and watch some people get eliminated who I didn't think would get eliminated so early. Yeah, especially on the uh, on the FBO side, there was definitely some some big names missing out from the finals, such as Ella Hansen and and Holland Hanley. I think those were two of the biggest names. Yeah, I mean they were fourth and fifth. I think they both had three stroke advantages. That sounds right. Um, and still fell out of the. Um, cut line. Uh, yep. So they fell out. Also in the top ten, falling out. Katrina Allen was fifth and fell, or eighth. Sorry, was eighth and then fell out. So, ha ha ha. Sarah yeah. Hokum was ninth and fell out. Ha ha ha. <laughs> yep. And uh, Macy Valadez was tenth and ended up getting last place in the first two rounds. So, um. Trying to see who was the lowest that made their way up. Allie Smith, I think, was the one we called. She started in 12th, made her way up to 6th to make it in. Stacey Ronsley started at 15th, made her way up to make it in. Um, I think those are really the only two that made their way from, like, deep down. Jennifer Allen was 14th, so they were all right there. Yep. Yep, definitely uh, an exciting first two two rounds. Uh, I like the way they did it, man, with the, the full reset um, going into round three and round four. I will say if there's one person it hurt, it was definitely Owen Scoggins. They talked about it on the broadcast before uh, the finals started um, in round three that Owen would have had an 11-stroke advantage it was, you know, if it was just continued um, all the way throughout the tournament. Right. Because of how dominant she was in those first two rounds on that course. She ends up coming in second in a tie with Kat Merch. Uh, but if she had been able to keep those strokes from the first two rounds, then it would be 
a different story. She would have that the and Owen was playing um, hurt, so her not getting like the buy yeah. to like when they were doing a tournament style. Yeah, her which, not getting that extra rest probably hurt her a bit too. Which probably did hurt her going into the final round because if you look at her scores from the first three compared to her last one, she saw she shot a sixty-eight in round one, sixty-four in round th- round two, sixty-four in round three, and then a seventy-two in round four. So a little bit of a drastic change there between those first three and the last one, which was enough to cost her cost her. About $22,000. Right. Which is crazy that a bad, one bad round costs you that much money. It she went, still got $18,000, though. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. She still that had a nice payday. Forty grand went to my prediction. Big money, Missy. Let's go. Yeah, just to recap the top five on the FPO side, uh, tied for fourth was Haley King and Kristen Tatar, uh, both shooting one over. Uh, tied for second, Owen Scoggins and Kat Merch, both shooting two under. And Big Money Missy coming in at five under, getting the big paycheck of forty grand, and is the 2023 DGPT Tour champ. Hey. She did it. Came on. in, came in at second place, and only one spot left to go, and she made it. On the Impio side of things, we had an exciting second round uh, as far as guys qualifying. Adam Hamas shot, I believe, a ten under in the second round, which is just a monster score. Uh, to let me double check that just to make sure uh, that looks correct. He shot a he shot eight 58. under, eight under, yeah. eight under to find his way into that uh, tie for the eleventh spot uh, with Nicholas Antela, who whew, Nicholas Antela barely squeaked in there. Uh, <laughs> those two guys, Adam Hamas had a heck of a round, uh, bogey free, eight under to sneak into to the, the Tour Championship Finals. Um, and then he worked his way up, I think, tying in fourth place uh, at the end of the, the finals. So shout-out to him for a great last yeah. three rounds, um, a guy that did not have a stroke advantage going into that that championship. And you have some uh, some big names falling out of the top there, too. Matty O was sixth, yep. didn't make the final. Simon Lazat was seventh, uh, got almost last place. Yeah. James Proctor was 11th, and he also fell out. Just barely snuck out, yeah. Um, Chris Dickerson at 15th. Everybody, I think a lot of people thought he was going to be able to make his way up. Didn't quite get there. He did play round two hurt. Um, I believe yeah. he injured himself in round one was that? with some kind of uh, Chris Dickerson. He's, so, But he had a better round round two. Which is weird. But he, he, uh, he slipped on a T-pad in round one. And, uh, yeah, it it hurt him a little bit for sure. Yeah, um, but still great round. Uh, I think all the guys we predicted made it to. No, you picked Simon Lazat. Yeah, I picked Simon. It, so, I think I was the only one of us that picked finalists in both fields. You did, yeah, and and you picked the you know, FPL winner and. Yeah, look at me go. <laughs> Dalen picked the MPO winner and Richard Wysocki. Uh 
just to recap the top five. In fourth, we had a tie between Adam Hamas and Isaac Robinson. I'm pretty sure it's Hamas. Sure, Adam Hamas. Uh, at, I don't know. But... Adam Hamas and Isaac Robinson in fourth at eight under. In third, Calvin Heimberg at 11 under. Kyle Klein in second at 14 under. And Richard Wysocki getting the win. I don't know why I'm saying Richard. That's what's listed on PDGA. It's Ricky. His name Ricky, is Richard. Ricky Wysocki getting the win at 15 under, getting the big payday of 40 grand. He basically doubled his uh, entire year earnings with this one tournament. Uh, Calvin Heimberg had to work his way for third place, too. Oh, he yeah. shot a nine under in the final round to try to make a push to get up there which has just kind of been the story of his whole season of like just being so close to a lot of wins. And uh, he did, he, you know, he got a few wins early in the season, but it's, it's been a minute since we had a Calvin Heimberg win. Yeah. Um, his last Calvin Heimberg is washed confirmed. His whoa, last whoa, whoa. win was at Jonesboro back at the end of April. The sounds right. Since then it's been, I mean, he's had all top tens except uh, no, that's pro world's doubles that doesn't count so yeah he's only had top 10 finishes since yeah but yeah we haven't seen a win since april so well shout out to uh to kyle klein as well the man just made 52 grand in a span of two weeks between usdgc and the tour championship that's the most money that has ever been made in a single month uh by a player so shout out to him for getting two big paydays for yeah. sure. Yeah, just a fun time all around for uh, for a lot of these players. Definitely, definitely. Uh, now, to move away from the Tour Championship a little bit, uh, what I had wanted to possibly do uh, on this episode, seeing how it is the last episode, we do have the end of season awards coming up. Um, and I wanted to get y'all's predictions, but it's a little weird how they're doing it. Um, rookie of the year is a tough one to, to predict because of the qualifiers for it. I know we talked all year about Evan Scott being like a runner, like probably the front runner for rookie of the year. He's actually ineligible to be rookie of the year because of, the amount of, I guess, tour uh, events he's played in the past before this year. Uh, and so the rookies are hard to predict. So I'm not even going to talk about that one. But as far as player of the year, I feel like this one is is one that we can kind of get into. I think on the FPO side, we all know who it's probably going to be, which is Kristen Tatar. Yeah. Um, if it's not her, it's I don't know what is happening to voters. On the MPO side, I do think there's a little bit of a debate here between Calvin Heimberg, Isaac Robinson, and Gannon Burr. Gannon Burr had the most wins. Uh, right. Calvin Heimberg had the most consistency. 23 starts, 22 top 10s. Cash at every single event he was in. Did get three wins. Isaac Robinson had the two majors and actually ended up making the most money out of everybody on tour. So in the MPO, I think Tatar yeah, still made yeah, more. Yeah, in the MPO. In the well, MPO. Counterpoint, so, 
Ricky Wysocki's the champion. That's that's I, that's definitely another worthy name to be thrown in there is Ricky Wysocki, who didn't start every tournament, but he did win the Tour Championship uh, and had a decent year himself. Uh, I don't think it is as good as any of those other three guys, but he's definitely a name that could be mentioned. Do y'all do y'all have a uh, a prediction or a pick for Player of the Year on the MPO side? I think anybody but Isaac. <laughs> I think uh, even though he he didn't have the major wins that. Isaac have or didn't have as many total wins that Gannon Burr have. Like I, I just think you can't ignore that of every tournament that Calvin Heinberg only had one finish outside of the top ten. Yeah, and that was sixteenth at the Champions Cup. Yeah, and very few outside the top five. I think he sixth at OTB, seventh at Portland. Yeah, and that's it. Besides those three finishes, everything else was top five. And I mean, his his average finish was fourth. Yeah, that's that's insane. Like and, to be averaging a top five finish at every tournament amongst and every other professional player. His cash line is only like dollars behind Isaac Robinson. Yeah, it's like twenty five dollars less. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be on the level right now. Uh, Calvin should win. Yes, I I agree, and that's been most of the consensus that I've seen on Instagram and social media and all that is that it should be Calvin Heimberg, the guy that I think has the the best possible chance outside of him is Isaac because of the two majors. But it's it's Calvin. It's been Calvin all season. I don't think there's any debate to be had there. It's got it's gotta go to Vinny. Oh, I'll debate it. Oh, I'm sure you will. Uh, anybody but Isaac, though, so I'm on board. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just look at it's Isaac Robinson does have those two majors. He does have it's it's actually five hundred dollars is the oh is it really okay yeah uh, Heimberg got one hundred seven thousand and twenty five dollars. Uh, Isaac Robinson got one hundred seven thousand five hundred twenty nine dollars. Okay, that's five hundred and four. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, five hundred and four dollars. Um. But Isaac Robinson did not cash out every event. He had some pretty bad finishes, even as getting later in the year. Like, uh, you know, just at the MVP Open, he got 19th, um, which, I mean, was a playoff series event. He barely cashed out there. Um, I guess he's just not that good. Yeah. Ledgestone, he got 15th. European Open, he got 12th. The Preserve, he got 31st. Like really the things that put him on like if he didn't win two majors i don't think we would be talking about him yeah as far as player of the year goes um gannon burr um does have the most wins but he's also extremely streaky throughout the year like uh 30th 24th first 19th third first seventh tenth seventh yeah. Skipping down 21st, 50th. The first, way 10th, 1st. Like the way Gannon played down the stretch definitely hurt him. Um and and I mentioned this on the podcast last last week that if he were to get off to a slow start, it could be tough for him to even qualify for 
the uh, the finals at the Tour Championship, and that nearly happened. Um, I think he was he was maybe ninth or tenth uh, after the semis, which because of his because of being the third seed, he still happened to play on on the lead card but he did not have a good tour championship he barely barely snuck into the finals and then when he did get into the finals he still didn't he didn't do anything spectacular he was down there near the bottom for most of of the uh the entire tournament um so so fpo I i think we all agree on both players for both yeah, yeah. FPO and uh, is is the easy one. MPO is a little bit more wide open, but but also we all agree with Finney. Uh, the other two categories of interest are most improved and comeback player. Do y'all have a pick for a, a most improved player this year? Um, let me look at the list here. Okay. I'll I'll throw out a couple of names for me. I would say Cole Rodolin should be in that in that category. He kind of definitely came on this year, especially down the stretch, as like one of the top guys. I think Kyle Klein going out and winning uh the USDGC, getting a win back at Waco, finishing second in the tour championship, finishing eighth in total um tour points. I think he's definitely a name. Um I mean, as much as he didn't well, I don't know. He had a rough later half of the year. I was like, James Proctor was going to uh, end. That was going to be my next name. Yeah. But he had a pretty rough stretch after uh, his last top 10 finish. Um, well, he got 10th at Worlds. He got 9th at Ledgestone. Everything outside of those two for the past like three months have been outside the top 15. Yeah. So he had a pretty rough stretch at the end of there. But still, I mean, more on the map than he had been. Uh prior to this year so yeah you got a pick over there dalen yeah kyle klein it's a solid choice uh it's I, just he went from fifth in the what you call it last year to second this year he won the usdgc like yeah yeah i think that's pretty clear like Isaac Robinson was already rookie of the year last year, so I think for yeah. him it was like there wasn't much room for him to be like most improved. Like he still had some, you know, he had historic moments winning two majors, but right. I think you can compare just kind of because I think he had two total wins last year too. Um, yeah. So his seasons are still kind of comparable, whereas both Cole Radolin and Kyle Klein had significantly better seasons than they did last year. Yeah, I definitely think it's between probably those three guys, Proctor, Radolin, and Klein. I think you could possibly make a case for Ezra Robinson and Alden Harris, both sneaking into 12th and 13th respectively in points totals. Um, But I don't think they've had nearly as good of a year as as those other three guys. Uh, So... I'm with you. I think I would choose Klein out of those three um, just because of the way he finished his, his year. But there's definitely an argument to be made for, for Dolan and Proctor. On the uh, on the FPO side, who would you who would you guys think about? Possibly Ella Hansen or Haley King? Hey, I think Haley King has a really good case for it. I have no idea. I'm, I need That's to fair. look up what Haley King did last year because I thought she got wins last year also. 
I thought this year was her first one. Cat Mercer. She I think, won also the has. women's disc golf championship last year. That's fair. Yep, she did. She did. Other than that, she didn't do that good. So I can see the argument. Yeah. Those would be, I mean, those young, those younger guns, I think, are the ones that have the best case. Holland Hanley, Ella Hansen, Cat Merch, and Haley King. Yeah, I would say, I mean, Cat Merch, just because she got actual Pro Tour wins, maybe over Holland Hanley. Yeah. Um, As much as, like, Holland Hanley was in every single tournament that she was in. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, what, there's only one... Two, three, five finishes outside the top ten the whole year. It, it's but, hard to argue wins though when yeah. Kristen Tatar just wins everything. Well, right. this is for most improved, and she was yeah, I know everything last year too. So I'm not, I'm not saying Kristen Star should win. I'm saying you can't really get first place when she gets all the first places. Fair, yeah. I mean, in favor of Holland is the fact that there's only like five women that cashed at every single start that they made and she's one of those five she had 24 starts and she cast she cashed at all 24 events so she was always in the mix um how in the mix you know that's a little bit of a debate but she never got the win outside of throw pink last year she wasn't really well she i don't know if she was on tour full-time even but she didn't really have that many finishes outside the top 10 last year either okay yeah um, let me look at Cat Merch real quick. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little bit, it's a little bit more wide open. Yeah, I do think Cat Merch getting, she got an Elite Series and a Silver Series right this year. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah, because she got Cascade Challenge. Um, so she got those two wins. Didn't really have any super. Um, did she? It looks like maybe she dropped out of the USDGC, the women's. Possibly because I don't. It says 89th place. But yeah, she might have. She actually played. She got zero points, so she must have dropped out. Yeah, but she also, you know, she she just finished second at the tour championship. So I, I think that's kind of. Yeah. Whereas I kind of wonder if her hype from last year will affect her winning it this year. Not because of anything she did, just because she was talked about a lot. Cat cat merch. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. her season last year still, she didn't have a lot of like outlandish finishes so i think cat merch to like their seasons last year to this year are both pretty similar just the edge would go to cat merch because she actually got wins as opposed to holland hanley who did get a win at a big event but technically still just an a-tier win yeah so yeah yeah the so the last one would be the comeback player of the year, which I don't even know how to pick this one. This so this is described as uh, this new award is intended to recognize a player who either returned from injury, busted a career slump with a strong season, returned to a full tour after a life event, or otherwise returned to the top of the game after being off the scene for a period of time. I don't know who I would I have classify no that. I mean, I could make a case for Matty O, especially after him getting his win for the first time in, what, like 20 years of being a, a, a touring pro. Um, but outside of him, I, I don't even... I mean, 
Ricky was hurt for a little bit at the That's start fair. of the season. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, if they don't give him player of the year, they could give him that. Uh, Eagle McMahon had that injury last year, but Eagle he came did, back. Yes, that's that's a very good one. I forgot he, about Eagle's yeah, injury. Yeah, Eagle, Eagle makes sense. Yeah, Eagle also came back and finished the season last year, though, so I don't know uh, how exactly that would but go. But he wasn't, he wasn't 100% down the stretch last year, and he, he definitely, like, this was definitely like a comeback year for him compared to what he did last year. Yeah, that's, that's a very good pick. I, think I would that's really, a- I would really put it between those two guys because as I'm kind of looking at the rest of the standings for the MPO, there's nobody who is like super hurt or nobody who I thought is typically good was bad last year, right. the year before, and then was all of a sudden good again this year. Um, so yeah, I feel like it has to either be Ricky or Eagle. Yeah, for the MPO. I agree. Uh, we have a pick for FPO. I know. I, felt, I mean, felt Haley like- King. Haley King would be a good option because she still came back and got a couple wins after dealing with an injury at the start of the year. Right. Um, Valerie Mondahano did get the one win after. I mean, she had a whole documentary made about her injury, so That's I feel true. like they introduced this award to promote that documentary yeah <laughs> um <laughs> was was own hurt down the stretch last year i don't know if she was last year she's been in and out kind of this season okay i couldn't remember exactly if she was or not um but uh, yeah i could just be thinking about this but year as well those would be my top two i think would be Mondahano and Haley king and i think Haley king would be more deserving just because she played more of the season season, and got i think she had two total wins and just i think had a better all over season and the times that they did play at the same time yeah but i could see them being like oh hey we need to promote the disc golf network go watch this documentary about this (laughs) (laughs) award-winning watch her comeback story well i mean we'll We'll see what happens. I think they typically announce the winners early November or mid-November-ish. So we'll, we should find out within the next couple of weeks. But, yeah, I just thought that would be interesting to go through and just kind of look at what we thought for each award. And I think I think we're definitely on the right track with most of them for sure. Or totally wrong. <laughs> that's, that's a possibility, too. I yeah. mean, it wouldn't be the first time. Um but hey, first year of putt stuff. I feel like we had a pretty good season, guys. I mean, fun. I think I think not only was it fun, but we also know our stuff. I mean, I felt like most tournaments, at least one of us was getting a prediction win. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a lot harder to pick winners for an individual sport. I did too, because like we. And if you guys like us, you can, you know, always come back and listen to our football podcast. Uh, just plug that in there. But when but you- if you like me, don't listen. <laughs> but you probably don't. Um, but when you pick a football game, like even if like the odds are stacked in one team's favor, like technically that's always 50 50 because anything. Yeah. I mean, with how many players, especially when you get like worlds or, you know, any of the majors. um, That kind of thing, they're just so many people to choose from 
Yeah. But somehow one of us always figures out someone like I won women's and uh Dalen won the men's this week. Like yeah. out of you know, thirty two people in the MPO and twenty people in the FPO. I mean Yeah. And and I mean, even if you look at your like your typical elite event, it's you're looking at hundred hundred and five, hundred and ten MPO players and then, you know, 60 or 70 FPO players. And so in order to sit there and say, yeah, that one out of those that many people is going to get the win. I think that's 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 kind of impressive. Yeah. Good on us. And uh if you guys, you know, if you show your support, then maybe next year there'll be some more production value or more content. Oh, definitely just... need to do that. What's that? So we definitely need to It do was that. it's it's been a busy few months. We started uh this podcast you were in the middle of moving across the country and uh yeah. a bunch of other stuff so across the country my, yeah. across, not, not across, quite across the country but across, across the a southeast. single state border yeah listen <laughs> my entire life has changed from where it was in february when we started this podcast to uh now so yeah <laughs> it's been it's been a weird eight months now which is crazy that it's been eight months that we've been doing this but yeah, that's how that's how it's worked out. Well, we certainly appreciate everybody for tuning in and listening to us in our first year of doing this. Hopefully, you'll come back in year two. Uh, I don't know if we're going to do many podcasts over the off season, if any. I don't know how that's going to go. Um, I guess that's something for us to discuss off the pod. I definitely want to get some content going on a, on the YouTube channel. That's definitely something to work on, um, but. Hopefully that'll be in the works. So follow us on YouTube. Follow us on our socials at Pet Stuff Pod. Uh, love you guys for tuning in and listening to us, and we'll see you when we see. We'll, uh, we'll see you when we see you. Not enough pizzazz on that. Way, way to mess up the end of the podcast. Hey, hey, that's the magic Oops. of editing. We will see you when we see you. A ciao. Yeah, a ciao.